We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. Like, I made a folder. I put, a, I put <laughs> them in there. I'm ready. <laughs> it's I made myself an Asana task, and then I made a folder on my phone, and I'm ready to go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica. Erica, hello, hello. Hello. I'm very very excited to be talking to you, Allie. I've been uh, quarantined with COVID the past week, so I'm very excited to talk to a human being. Hi. Hello. Any interaction. You're like, hi, hello, (laughs) talk to me. Truly. Like, I'm not a huge talk on the phone person of I don't do it often, but... This has been a great week of anyone that's called me. I've been like, yeah, I got time. I got time. We do you want to talk? <laughs> we can I feel catch like up. you do like to talk on the phone, though. One of the, I like, you're like one of my friends that I talk to on the phone. Yeah, I do like it. I'm not weird about it. Like, I won't freak out if someone calls me out of nowhere. You know, I'm not like, who yeah. died? I'm like, hello. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, well, I mean, as the gang knows, I've gotten into the voice memo game. So even with texting with friends, I more often True. hit them with that voice memo. I just feel like it's faster so much faster and easier i have been getting into voice memos and texting recently and it's actually made me annoyed that my email does not have the same option oh funny like it'd be weird to send a voice memo in an email like you would have to like attach you'd have to record it on your phone and then attach it as a file yeah (laughs) like that'd be weird Yeah, so I really wanted to do it the other night because I was just feeling extra lazy. And so instead, I just like used the dictation, but it wasn't as good. No, that's the thing. If I had to go dictation and voice memo, I'm voice memo all day. It always yeah, messes something same. up. Same. But um, I have some exciting news to share. Yeah. That I did already share with the Patreon, but um, I have my comedy seller audition this uh, Friday. Hell and yeah. So excited. I'm very excited also nervous but anytime i get nervous i always just say we're excited it's adrenaline it's yes. not nerves it's adrenaline that's what i tell Turn myself. nerves into excitement yes <laughs> i say that on first dates too oh yeah that's good i like that it's a rebrand yeah you know i um, love it i'm pumped for you that's gonna be amazing thank you i uh you know i'm trying to just not be in my head about it i'm trying to just reassure myself like hey like it's time for you to do this like you've been working at this thing for nine years you've been busting your ass like you hit your ten thousand hours time time to play time to show up time to play and i'm finally at a point like career-wise that like i feel comfortable being at the cellar and hanging out there which was something i never did before like i've gone with you to just go like have yeah. a drink see some friends um and it's because like my class of comedians all work there now so when i walk right. in there I don't feel this vibe of like, what are you doing here? You don't work here. Everyone's just like, oh, hey, Erica, what's up? Yeah, Which- like we, when when I was there, you like knew all the people. It seemed very like I would never have known 
going and eating there with you, what, twice we've gone now, I would never have known that you used to feel that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I literally used to cross the street on the other side of the street. Like, if I was walking down McDougal, I'd be like, I'd be in my head of walking on the cellar side of the street, which is, I'm well aware, is absurd to say. But I am not the only comic that would do that, of just like, I don't belong here yet. Like, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, like, um... It's almost like a like the comedy pyramid of New York. I, I see it as like the top of the pyramid. So totally. I mean, I would assume that's true. I, I don't know. Obviously, know nothing about the comedy world, but I feel like I would have thought that. Yeah. I mean, it's very like, listen, I'm very appreciative to work any club that wants to work me both in New York, outside of New York. Like I'm flattered. I like to work. Yeah. My DM, you know, uh, <laughs> but it's just like this dream of. Like when I first started doing open mics and stuff, I remember like my brother came to the city for a weekend. I brought him to a bunch of my open mics. Mm-hmm. Like I went to work. I met him after work. I brought him to four open mics in one night because he was like, I want to see what you do. I want to see what this is like. And then I remember we went to like a midnight show at the comedy cellar. And oh, I fun. Picked, yeah. And I picked the lineup specifically being like, hey, these are all these comics like that aren't famous yet that I think are like amazing New York comics, like Mark Norman, Sam Morrill, Mike Vecchione, um, Emma Willman. Like it was like all these people I looked up to. So yeah. it's, it's just a very cool feeling of being like, I remember sitting there watching this show being like, man, how cool would it be to work here? And now I have an audition that it's just, it's like a very just surreal moment. And I'm it's amazing trying to not be in my head about it. <laughs> But I'm very, very, very excited. So, Yeah, I'm excited for you. I love the reframe of turning nerves into excitement. I think that's perfect. Yeah, and also a trick I've learned, uh, I often will get, like, my hand will get a little shaky if my adrenaline's really up high. Yeah. Uh, and I looked something up, and it was, like, to move a little bit, like, literally do, like, a couple jumping jacks, just a couple jumps, shake out your arms, get your blood flowing, um, because I talk with my hands. And I'm always like, if that crowd sees a shake in my hand, like they'll know I'm nervous. So that was something I maybe did before my why, <laughs> Maybe that's why Raven on Love is Blind was doing jumping jacks. Do you watch maybe. Love is Blind? You I've watched some of it. I haven't watched all of it. No. But it makes sense. It is like a way to, you know, it's like if you're a very anxious person, they say working out every day. It's almost like yeah. make yourself too tired that you don't have the nerves <laughs> or something like that. But Anyway, but that's my big news of the week. I'm very, very excited. I have I feel kind of bad for the show. I have not really had any dating updates, but I've kind of been dealing with a lot <laughs> of other you, personal There's been a lot stuff. happening. I know. I just, I realized, I was like, man, anytime I've publicly been like, I'm supposed to go on a date with this guy, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's no continuity in my stories right now on the show. It's like, I, I mean, just got a date this weekend. And then... It's like, ah, it didn't happen. I don't know. What to the tell. Patreon's been here in a lot. So if you want Erica's yeah. dating life updates. Yeah, the, yeah, the Patreon is. We get a little wild over there. But yeah. Doing my best. So how about you? Do you have any fun updates? I have a... So I mentioned last week that I had a new matchmaker match coming. Oh. And right? Didn't I mention that? I know I said it on the I Patreon. Think so. I don't I think so. But I hadn't been introduced to him yet because my matchmaker likes to wait until we're able to go out in the next like week or so before she lets us exchange information, which right. we love. So she sent me his info 
middle of last week. I loved what she sent. He just – it seemed very – so like without getting into too many details about his personal stuff, he had a very – I'll call it like straight-laced traditional type career path mm-hmm. like for – yeah, very corporate for mm-hmm. a long time. He's a little bit older than me, too, by the way. Okay. Um, so he he did that for a long time and he was really successful in it. But more recently, in the last, I don't know, five years maybe, he's gone back to grad school for something he's passionate about and started a company in that field. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love right? that. Like, I think that's so cool. Yeah. One of my number one things in dating people is like, what are you passionate about? And do you like what you're doing? Like, have you ever asked someone on a date, like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And most people are not doing the thing that they really want to do. Right. Totally. So it's so attractive when it's like, wow, yeah, you had the balls to make a pivot, number one. Yep. Two, you followed through on it. That's very hot. So hot. So I love that. And he just seems like a really solid guy. He is also ambivalent on kids. Like, he's open to them, but also open to not having them. Um, oh, perfect in the middle. Okay. Yeah. And at least according to what she said, and I know that now after The Nomad, she talks at length with potential matches about that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, my visit to Chicago where I stayed with my friend who has a baby and I also visited my other friend who has a two-year-old and then recently had twins made me more open to kids than I was previously. That's very interesting. I thought it was going to have the opposite effect of like, okay, cool for a weekend, but like, let me get back to, you know, my kid free life. I mean, currently it does. Currently it was like (laughs) cool for a weekend, but let me get back to my empty apartment where I can be silent. Okay. All right. But it was more so, I think, I don't have any examples anymore in New York City of friends doing the kids thing in the city. Mm. Yes. I don't have literally no friends in New York City anymore that have kids. Everybody has mm-hmm. left. And so – and a couple of them moved to Chicago. Those are the friends I was visiting. And some of them moved to the suburbs. One moved to California, whatever. I don't have like an everyday example of what I think my ideal situation would be if I did have kids. So it's tough to imagine it. Yeah. Like I have mm-hmm. no example of it that I see. So going to stay with my friends who or who live – right in the city and, you know, have a baby and we were doing stuff and, you know, on, on Friday night they got a babysitter and we went out and we were able to like walk to go out because they live in the city so that we could like get home. Like it just like, it made it more tangible, I think, of what that life could look like for me specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, okay, I could do this. Yeah. This is an option still. Yeah. I still don't it know if I want to. I'm still undecided, right. but it made it like – it made it more of something that could be appealing, provided I had the right partner. Yeah. It made it just more real. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not that I'm trying I'm to have like a two-year-old and newborn twins anytime soon. Yeah. Because that seems <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I had twins. I had the best time visiting them. Um, but yeah, that was – it was definitely there's definitely a lot going on. Um, her two year old is so cute. I was reading her stories, and like kids, kids books have come a long way. Yeah, 
like in terms of like the concepts that they're teaching them. Like I read her one book that was about evolution and another book that was about recycling. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Getting after it. I like it. It was like, and (laughs) the funny part was, is it obviously the book is not called this book is about evolution. This book is about recycling. Like I just thought it was like a normal fucking kid's book. So I'm like reading it to her. And as I'm reading it, I was like saying to her, I'm like, and so see how he's recycling? And then on the next page, it talks about recycling. <laughs> well, I was like, like oh, I damn. got duped. The whole book's about it. Yeah, I got suckered right in. <laughs> really, those books are just to like get parents to recycle. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, if we tell them it's for kids. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so circling back to the matchmaker match. So he's open on that. I just, the only thing that I didn't get from her blurb about him was what his sense of humor might be like. Mm-hmm. And like, if he has the ability to be silly, especially given his initial career choice. Yeah. I mean, also so hard to like convey that when someone else writes like a bio about you, you know? Totally. But she didn't mention it at all. And in the past, mm-hmm. she's mentioned senses of humor. Okay. So I was curious. But then over the weekend, I saw him on Bumble. <gasps> Ooh. What yeah. you think of the profile? Loved it. Oh, that's the best. That's the, the best. best. I actually keep oh. forgetting to send you the screen record that I took of it. Um, <laughs> I... I feel like it is a very high risk, high reward situation to see the Bumble mm-hmm. profile of somebody that you've already agreed to go out with. Oh, I would even say I've seen friends online dating profiles <laughs> yeah. and been like, oh, I'm friends with this person. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, what are, what are you doing? Like, I want to text them and be like, bro, what is this? No, like, <laughs> you look like a douchebag. What do we do? You know, like, or whatever it is. Oh, it's just jarring. Very jarring. Yeah, or it can be I no, to- totally. And mm-hmm. and I have seen there was once a guy that I was already this is before I had a matchmaker, but there was once a guy that I was already like being set up with to go out with by a friend years ago, and I came across his Bumble profile, and it made me not want to go out with him anymore. Which also valid because I'd say how they're being on an online app is like really their true self. Like there isn't, there's no one holding them accountable like a matchmaker that you feel like, oh, let me be a little more presentable to the matchmaker. And then you come across their profile and say, it's like looking for something casual. Yeah. Just like wild shit. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Turns out. Yeah. It was nice to see. It was nice to see one that his other pictures were in line with the one that I had previously been shown. Mm -hmm. Two, one of his pictures, he's in a very dumb costume. Oh, love a costume. I love it. And for, for people that know me, which is people listening, they know that I meant that as the highest compliment. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, nothing sexier to me than a dude that's down to like get down with a theme, get down with a costume. Like totally. it's, it's partly that goofiness, but it's also to me, it's like self-confidence that they're like, yeah, yeah let's do it. I'm on board. They don't like, mind don't feeling care. silly. Like they know like they have high enough self-confidence to be silly. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Big fan same like i could it was actually a onesie that he was wearing in this costume and i was like he could have been with me and my friends in pennsylvania in that outfit like he would have fit in perfectly i was like yeah you're you're already imagining this man fully in your life no no i'm not we don't do that a little Uh, bit a little bit i don't think that's bad no i know 
I know. It's nice to be excited for a date. Can we just say that? Totally. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I so that made me in that I liked his prompts, I liked his bio, whatever, which I'll say something about that in a second. But it that made me feel better about the sense of humor and like levity aspect because his profile was much like lighter and more playful than her blurb. For sure. For sure. And also now we have like a little bit of like a little little bit of like a fate feeling, which is nice to have, you know? Well, also, another reason we have a fate feeling. In his bio, he – this part is like a little bit unoriginal, but we'll forgive him. He said like an idea for how we could tell people we met. And his idea was that I helped him take care of an injured bird that he found on the sidewalk. <laughs> something you something you literally have done by yourself. I literally did that. <laughs> that's that's just crazy. Oh like, my god. What are the odds that this guy has a thing about like an injured bird on a sidewalk when I like very recently had a whole saga about that? Yeah. Oh my yeah. I'm I'm truly like speechless on this. I'm like I know. I'm like what what else is going to happen when you go out with this man? Yeah, so I'm excited to crazy. tell him about that. So he, so I saw him on Bumble. I swiped right on him for funsies. And then we matched and he sent me, because we'd already been texting at this point. He sent me mm-hmm. a screenshot like of my profile and said like of all the gin joints in all the world. Oh, hello. Yeah. I like that though. It was fun. Um, so we know now that we've seen each other. So I am going to bring up the injured bird thing on our date because I, I just mean... think that's so funny. Great move to start in the second act, as they say. Is like yes, you come in exactly. Not, yeah, jump like, right in. I got to tell you this story. Uh, so weird. I saw that on your profile. I actually ended up rescuing a bird one time in New York. Yes, and I I will have visual aids. <laughs> You're gonna show? Are you really gonna show them like the photos and stuff? Of course I am. <gasps> really? I don't know if I do that yeah. personally. I think going he's not to. gonna believe you. <laughs> like I made a folder. I put a, I put them <laughs> in there. I'm ready. <laughs> I made deck. myself an Asana task, and then I made a folder on my phone, and I'm ready to go. I have proof for my story. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Can you imagine I'm if good. I started putting my dating stuff into our Asana? I mean, bond? it would make me laugh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> for those who are Reminder. confused, Asana is like a productivity tool that Eric and I and our virtual assistants use to like track tasks for the podcast. I just would love if it random random pop-up would be like blow dry hair for date <laughs> yeah <laughs> mine would be like check my apps because i i've just you think being home with covid having nothing to do and being laid off that i'd be like an app fiend and i just i just don't have the drive in me right now and it's just so weird when it's like cold and it is that cuddly time usually that motivates me more and right now i've just felt this like i think i just need like a break I am really glad to hear you say that, actually, because I, as I've been talking about, have been kind of turning the volume down on dating recently, right? And, like, haven't felt as motivated. Mm -hmm. And I've been hearing that out in the world as well from people in our community. And I've noticed a significant decrease in engagement when I do swipe or message with people. Like, I'm getting fewer replies and just, like, getting less traction. And so it makes me feel better – to like hear that from you also of like 
that could be happening on the other side, like people feeling less motivated right now. And that could be the driver behind not getting as much engagement. Yeah. Well, this also is actually kind of a good segue to our question for today. Very true. A lot of times, whether you're dating somebody or not dating somebody, people get a little weird around holidays and birthdays and events like that, that are like these little milestones. I almost feel like a lot of men, it's like a fear of theirs to start dating someone like a week before their birthday or like a week before Christmas because there's suddenly like a pressure of a holiday and they're like, okay, I feel like I should do something if I like this girl. But then it's the game of like, what should we do that's not too much? And I've been on the side of that too, of like dating someone like a week before Valentine's day, you're like, should I get them like a piece of candy? Like, I know. Are they getting me anything like that? That limbo is, uh, can be like a little daunting that makes us all be like, I'd rather just not for now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that it's also interesting of like, so I met the disco ball. I went on my first date with the disco ball the week before my birthday. Hmm. And it was also like, do I even tell him it's my birthday? Like, obviously, I didn't expect him to do anything for it. Yeah, a week before. Don't tell them. Is it weird after to be like, oh, yeah, it was my birthday since I've known you? Yeah, I mean, I would go that route like a week before. Like, because I would would assume they're not following me on social media and stuff. So, like, they're not going to see it. So, it's truly no fault if I don't get this happy birthday or whatever. Um, No, not at all. Yeah, that I would say it in passing, but funny of that was partly why I was like I think I want to end it with the relationship guy was my birthday was in two weeks Uh, and I would want him to do something or like come to my birthday hang and great advice I got in this realm was like hey if you want a man to do something like that you have to give them the opportunity like you should give them the heads up that like oh my birthday's coming and I got this thing and or my birthday's coming. I'm doing this with my friends, but like, I'd really like to like have dinner with you or something another night. Like you have to give people the opportunity to step up. But a Agreed. week before is like, eh, debatable. Yeah. You know? I ended up telling him mostly situationally because I was going on a trip with my friends for my birthday. We went to Columbia. Oh, and oh, so yeah. obviously I was talking about that trip and he was like, why are you going? I was like, it's actually my birthday. Like it was like a, yeah. An easy thing where obviously, again, I did not expect him to do anything. Um, But this leads us to our question of the week, which is an am I the asshole poll, not from Reddit, but from a question that I got in one of my Ask Me Anythings. Yes. Hit me with it. A listener asked, am I a bitch? These are her words. Am I a bitch for breaking up with somebody on their birthday She added that – I don't think this part matters, but she added that they've been dating for three months. They're exclusive but not official. Oh, yeah. To me, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think that part matters at all, but she did include it in the question, so I wanted to include it here. Uh, I mean, I go you're the asshole because we all know nobody breaks up with somebody the day they thought about breaking up with them. Nope. literally never if you do do that like wow maybe calm down yeah a little bit or like (laughs) clearly if there's clearly there's like a you know i found out they cheated on me oh sure yes some type of clear event i should have said that too when i asked the listeners 
am I the asshole in this situation? Like, is she the asshole in this situation? I clarified no extenuating circumstances. Like, this person has not done something that requires immediate dismissal. Yeah, no. Uh, Because then it's like, that's different. Yeah, because like I said, pressure comes with these days and there's a window before and a window after. And I remember having like my high school boyfriend, there was like the Valentine's dance and Valentine's Day. And mm-hmm. I started feeling this, like, I don't think I'm into this. Oh. And I was like, okay, are you going to break up with this dude right before the dance and you're all going in your big friend group and you're going to make it awkward for everybody? Or like, ride it out, see how the dance goes. And Valentine's Day is like three days later. And it was just like, those events just made it like telling to me of like, I'm not into this. And it was nothing yeah. they did. I just was like, I'm not into this anymore. But I... But I put on my happy face and <laughs> went through with it. Yeah. There's like – so I, I voted yes. I think that does make you an asshole if you break up with someone on their on their birthday. That being said, I can see the other side of it and like play devil's advocate on my own opinion because mm-hmm. there's also something to be said for not spending important times with somebody who is about to break up with you. Also a very valid point, especially like – a big holiday and say they're going to meet all your family or at that birthday party, they are going to meet all your friends and you're going to be like, this is my boyfriend. And it's the big introduction, which again, that's why people bail on these sorts of things. That's yeah. why people and are shitty around. You're like, Oh, he's gone. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I get it, but I'm sitting there being like, literally the day before would be better than the day of. Yes. And that, that, that I think is where I'm falling on it. Like, if you, like you said, nobody breaks up with somebody the first moment that they think of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just entering your head, maybe I should break up with this person and then you call them and do it. Mm-hmm. So no, like never. that happened before their birthday. So exactly. like knowing that there is an important thing coming up, whether it's a birthday or a holiday or even like something of importance to that person, like yeah, a big, big career thing, presentation, presentation like- or perhaps a comedy seller audition. Like, (laughs) think about that in terms of, like, the time before Mm -hmm. as well. I actually realized – I didn't think about this when I posed the question. This isn't related to a birthday, but, like, you were saying about um, the Valentine's Day dance reminded me of this. My high school boyfriend, we dated for, like, maybe six months. Mm. Maybe not. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I knew that I needed to break up with him about a week before my prom. He didn't go to my school. So we had plans to – he was coming to my prom. We were both seniors. He was coming to my prom. I was going to his prom. Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed to break up with him. Maybe it was more than a week, but like pretty soon before both of our proms. Ooh. And I didn't do it because I thought I would be an asshole for breaking up with somebody right before prom and like leaving him solo. I mean, not coming to my prom would be fine because he doesn't go to the school, but like leaving him solo for his prom, right? In hindsight, however, I know I wish he hadn't been at my prom and I'm sure he wishes I hadn't been at his. Yeah, because the question is, how long after the prom did you pull the trigger then? Not very long. Oh, yeah. 
He also like definitely wanted to hook up after his prom, and I was absolutely <laughs> not about that. The classic cl- losing it on prom night story. I went uh. home. <laughs> I didn't. St- I didn't stay at the after party. I went home. Oh god! I mean, if there's ever a more telling sign, like, all right, well, I did it. We yeah. took our pictures. I'm Bye. Home. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't think about it to this day, but like, I'm, I'm fairly certain that like after I broke up with him, that he was like, "Why did we even do that? Like, yeah, why did why are why are you in all these pictures with all of me and my friends? You know?" Yeah, I get it, and I also I sympathize with whatever being the breakup person. Um, like Jared Fried actually has a really great joke about this. If he was like, "No one, no one has sympathy for the breaker upper, like who has to make the call." It sucks though. Right. And he also says, he's like, there literally is no good time to break up with someone. He feels like he's like, I once broke up with a girl and she was like on a Tuesday at noon, (laughs) (laughs) which is just so funny. I'm like, yeah, a lot of times like people will, you know, never want to hear it. But yeah, if you can avoid a monumental thing or doing it on that monumental day, that's what I'll say. So yeah, the pictures thing I think is also valid. Like if, there's an, there was another guy that we call Waffles who is, um, just to orient the listeners, the guy who broke up with me on the 4th of July on my friend's <laughs> rooftop during the fireworks show. Wow. Okay. That was a bad time to break up with someone. Yeah. Uh, You're like, what? I want to up with you. <laughs> that one looks like Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you can't even wait till the fireworks are over, man. Come on. Or he's like, I'll break up with her during these in case she yells. No one will hear it. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. God. But anyway. Um, so three days before that, something like that, actually the friends that I was visiting in Chicago, the ones who just had twins, they had their big going away party because they were leaving New York. And he's in uh, all the fucking pictures from that party, and they're everywhere. Like, oh, it's so one funny. of the best pictures that we have of our large friend group, most of whom don't live here anymore. And he's in them. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, it's kind of funny, but you're like, oh, I feel so bad. So I'm like, if yeah. I knew I was going to break up with someone, I would, I'd be dodging photos for sure. <laughs> I'd be like, let you're me like, take the picture, actually. No, like, I don't no, have Erica, to get like, we can't. We can't see you. Like, move move to the side. You're like, it's uh, fine. See, but this is why I feel like it's such a, you know, douchebag move to, like, bring a plus one to a wedding that's, like, a random person you're not really dating. Yeah, agreed. It's like, one, your plate is being paid for. So, like, whatever expensive. gift you're giving, you better at least freaking double it if you're bringing anybody, let alone a yeah. random person. I feel like if you bring a random person, you should have to pay three times whatever you were going to pay. <laughs> but, uh, but it's just like, yeah, like, most likely they're going to like be in pictures and stuff on this big day. And it's like, what? Who is this? Who's this random guy? Yeah, totally. Um, so the listeners though, even though there are a lot of different reasons why there's no great time to do a breakup, the listeners, 94% of them said, yes, you're an asshole for breaking up with someone on their birthday. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, me either. And I voted yes too. I mean, I put the poll up, so I didn't technically vote, but like that is my vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, avoid it if you can. Yeah. Easy avoidance. I totally agree. Um, oh, wait. I forgot. I wanted to say one more thing about the matchmaker match guy. 
Oh, what? So wait, I need to stop calling him the matchmaker match guy. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll, you're going to meet so, him. So we'll come up with something. Well, so I was just on TikTok Live before this recording. And as I said to you, I like was late to this recording because I was having a very funny conversation on the TikTok Live that I didn't want to leave. And what it was is, is that this is, this, I'm just going to put this out there. It's going to be, this is going to be very dumb, but I think it's hilarious. So my cats are named Rory and Logan. Mm-hmm. They are named after Gilmore Girls characters. So we were oh. talking about. You didn't I have no idea. That? Sorry, no, I'm not a Gilmore's girl. Girl, I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, I've tried. Man. I can't get into the show. But oh, if y'all want to DM me about White Lotus right now, I was deep in a Reddit thread about it. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I love Gilmore Girls. Rory and Logan are named after characters on Gilmore Girls, um, and. So we were talking about like if I were to get a third cat, which I'm not doing, but like if I were to get a third cat or if I were to get a dog, like what would the next Gilmore Girl character name that I would pick be? Okay. You're really not going to – this isn't going to land for you at all given that you've never seen the show. But but there's this like wackadoodle character on Gilmore Girls named Kirk. And there's – he's nuts. Like he's just a weirdo. But there's this one episode where he adopts a cat and he names the cat. I th- I'm going to get the storyline a little bit wrong, but the cat's name is also Kirk. Oh, And really? so they start referring to him as human Kirk and the cat as cat Kirk. And so me and the people on the live were like joking about this and they were like, oh my God, like if you get a cat named Kirk, then you also have to get a boyfriend named Kirk. That's really important. And I was like, you're right. Like maybe I should change my deal breakers for the matchmaker only men named Kirk. And so it was like this whole joke or whatever we were going on. So I've decided that I want to nickname this guy Kirk. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Also, it's kind of fun. Captain Kirk. I mean, we won't call him that, but. I actually kind of like that. I hear Kirk. Captain Kirk. I think it's a little fun. Let's call him Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. I like a full name. For me, it's fun to have a full I name. I do too. Let's call him Captain Kirk. I love this Captain idea. Captain Kirk? Okay. Yeah. Because the other thing about Kirk on the show is that he has like a million jobs. Like he's always popping up in different careers. Oh, okay. I so like that's kind of like this guy. So yeah, we'll call him Captain Kirk. All right. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, and I do, and I've repeated it out loud to myself a couple times now. And I feel like this, that, that nickname does have legs as we've previously discussed. I don't want to pick any nicknames where like, in the future, I might have to call someone like Spaghetti or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you would like longevity to the name. Yes. There was a guy that I had nicknamed Sloppy Joe a while back. And I remember thinking, like, I cannot start dating this man. Like, I cannot be dating a man named Sloppy Joe. Yeah, we should we should try to do, like, positive names. Yes. That we would like to keep around, as, as that is our goal. You know? Yes, indeed. So I like Captain <laughs> Kirk. I think Cap- I think Captain Kirk is a solid nickname. Yeah, I'm a fan. I think it's fun. So we're going to call him Captain Kirk. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really can still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, and they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. 
It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast, they have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Um, Okay, but back to the topic at hand. We have our second installment of Dating Definitions tonight. tonight. Yeah, uh, I want to start with one. I feel like people came at you when, I don't know if you were on a live or like a question about, uh, basically the word is situationship. Ah, yes. And there were some haters coming at <laughs> you about, I think both the rower and the disco ball being like, no, these were situationships or whatever, which what do you think a situationship is, Allie? I think that a situationship is defined by its lack of definition. So it's like a little bit tricky to define because I think it is by nature undefined. But that's not the whole thing. So like, yes, a situationship is something that like, quote unquote, doesn't have a label. Like it's not quite Mm -hmm. a relationship. I also think, though, that it's important that it it's like the trajectory of it is also undefined, meaning that like one or both of you is unsure about like what the goal of this is. Like what are we doing here? Are we trying to become in a relationship mm-hmm. or are we just like continuing on in perpetuity as is? Yeah, I would define it as like a situationship is when no feelings are revealed whatsoever. Exactly. Like, so not even saying, hey, this is casual. Hey, this is it. It's, it's no one's talking about it. You're like, we keep hanging out. We keep doing stuff. I'm not quite sure. I would even exactly. say, I would even say you're not even going on dates, but that's my personal thing of like, mm, I wouldn't call it that. But yeah, I, I would think, say like I no one's at all going... revealing anything. Sorry. No, I think that's definitely true. But I do mm-hmm. I do think that you can be going on dates to be in being in a situation ship because I actually think that's where some of the like trickiest ones come in. Because mm-hmm. it's like those situations where you're going on dates, you're doing all the stuff that you would do in a relationship, but exactly like you said, you haven't discussed a thing. And so you like don't know if that's what the other person wants to be moving Mm -hmm. towards. And that's been happening for some time. Yeah. Like I would say the relationship guy started as like friends with benefits and then we morphed into a situationship, but it's like hard to call it that because I'm like, I didn't let it sit in that situationship very long. I was very quickly like, Hey, is this a date? Like what's going on? I thought this was casual. Um, but yeah, I'm like, if someone called my thing a situationship, I'd be like, fair, sure. But like relationship, the word is just like vague. So it's like, yeah. sure. It's the, I feel like it's just the ultimate label we throw on anything that doesn't have a label, like you said. Yeah. I mean, people, I understand people, people like labels that makes us feel neat and tidy. Like I get that. But I think like the way that I see the rower or the disco ball, for example, first of all, I don't think we need to have a word for every single thing. 
So like that was part of my thing. It's like I don't think they were situationships, but also like I don't really think it matters. But the other thing is that in both of those situations, for lack of a better word, we had conversations early on about how we were both ideally looking for relationships. Right. And so although that's not where it led ultimately, I don't Mm -hmm. think that every like early dating stage that doesn't turn into a relationship is by definition then a situationship. Like just because it never became a relationship doesn't mean it was a situationship. Yeah, I agree 100%. If like both of you are on the same page, like, yeah, we ideally want relationships, but then one or both of you realizes, oh, but not with you. Yeah, that's dating. (laughs) It's dating. Exactly. That's what dating dating. is. Yeah. And like, that's what happened in both of those Mm -hmm. situations. And in one, in one situation, I was like, okay, you know, you're not ready. Like, let's try to see this through a little bit. See what that feels like. Oh, it feels bad. Mm -hmm. Let's stop doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to live. Whatever your situation is, even if you're doing a friends with benefits or whatever, it's like, oh, if it starts feeling bad, time, time to go. Time, yeah. time to kill. <laughs> yeah. So then what – how would you then delineate like, okay, so that's a situationship. You mentioned that you and the relationship guy started out as friends with benefits. Like how, how do we define that? Oh, to me, friends with benefits is someone that you are friends with in some realm. Yeah. And then you start crossing the physical line of hooking up. So that to me is just the difference between friends with benefits versus fuck buddy is fuck buddies like a random person that you hook up with yeah is not in your social circle of friends so like relationship guy wasn't a close personal personal friend but we have mutual friends i've known them a long time i did consider them to be a friend and they're someone that i will run into in the future that's how i feel about the groomsman the guy the guy in chicago like Mm -hmm. he's a friend of a friend i met him through friends we have hung out platonically we have hung out in groups but if we're both single, we're gonna hook up. Yep, there you go. Nails it. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I think you're right. A fuck buddy is just somebody like that's all. That's all. That's the that's the only connection that you have with that person. Yeah, and the new term I feel like for this is sneaky link. I love this term, which is fun, and I feel like people say this all the time. But it apparently it's someone nobody knows you're hooking up with. Oh yeah, it's a secret. That's why it's sneaky. Right. So I feel like. It's like a, it's just a twist on a classic or for some people, maybe you kind of have a little bit of a kink with it of like, oh, it's like fun that nobody knows and I'm sneaking around with this person. Have you ever found that to be fun? I've never done that, but I have a very good friend who gets off on that. Interesting. Like, and has since college. Like, I'll never forget coming home to our house and I see her window screen is popped out like on the ground. And I immediately was like, I'm not going to say her name, but I was like, <laughs> and I came in the house and I like started yelling her name because I was like, I know something's going on over there. <laughs> I I have had a sneaky link also in college. Oh, okay. It was a guy that I worked with. I had a few oh. different, I had a few different jobs throughout college. Yeah, like campus jobs kind of thing? Yeah. Cam- also campus and not campus. I was a waitress also, but oh, I also okay. had several jobs on campus. Um, so I worked with him. So just be vague. I worked with him and for a few different reasons, it could not be known that we were hooking up. We were both single, just to be clear. Nobody was cheating. But there were a few different like political social reasons why 
we shouldn't we shouldn't have been hooking up mm. and so we used to text each other and our code for hooking up was do you want to have a budget meeting tonight or like do you think we need to talk <laughs> about the budget Allie who are you oh my god I've been really cool for a really long time I don't know why <laughs> you're just finding this out I mean let me tell you something Allie you are very much yourself you <laughs> Like, I like how even in your young years in college, you were not pressured at all to, like, use whatever lingo everybody else was using. You were like, nah, I think this is pretty cool. Let's do a budget. (laughs) I've never heard such a low-key shade comment as, you are very much yourself, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I mean, I respect it. I respect it. Just talking about budget 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 meetings and picking up birds on the street because i know you and i talked about when i was doing those stories that you were yeah. like who is this lady yeah i was very much like wow we are we are going to be different people on this show <laughs> like i was like code i was like dude me and my teammates had a code we would have to like do skills clinics with kids and if we ever wanted to talk about like smoking weed in front of them we would say playing tennis oh that's funny we'd be like oh you want to play tennis later that's like you're like wow they're very athletic yeah. so sporty <laughs> We're versatile, um, baby. yeah so that was my sneaky link in college we hooked up like all through junior and senior year off and on oh, and consistently even when we were not working together anymore we would still use the budget meeting lingo i mean it's fun it's fun to create your own lingo with a person it was fun know? like we it's yeah fun. like we had a we had a good time about it and i'm pretty sure that like most of his house knew because i was over there all the time for no reason mm-hmm. but it was it was fun so we've talked a lot about – I think we can kind of glide past ghosting, but I just do want to call out for the umpteenth time that if you have not contacted them, they are not ghosting you. Yep. 100% that is really agree. important. <laughs> yes. That's – I don't know what it would be called, but yeah, it's not a ghost. It's like a mutual opt-out, perhaps. I know, but it's just like it's – just, it just sucks there's not a fun word. There's like literally <sighs> – there's like eight different words we're about to do that are like versions of ghosting or based right, off but ghosting. nothing for just two people that don't want to see each other anymore. Yeah. And don't like- and don't talk about it. Because it's not a – I mean, I guess it's just a breakup, but like a double fade. Yeah. Double fade. Yeah. Double fade. I don't know. A blackout. Yeah. We just call it a blackout. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that. Maybe we should ask for suggestions. Or power outage. It's like everybody lost power. A power outage. <laughs> Something like that. Just like – uh, this power was gone you know let's ask for a suggestion i'm gonna let's do this for next episode after the after yeah. this episode airs we'll post a poll or not a poll but like a submissions thing and people can let us know what we should call this okay. when and to be clear it is going to be when you like what happened with me in the padre where like you go out but then nobody follows up and so you yeah. do not go out again a couple days yeah i know there needs to yeah. be I, I can't believe there hasn't been a term created yet because right Maybe there is, and oh. we're just unaware of it because there are apparently. I don't know, dude. I found I so many of. terms. I did so much That's research true. for these episodes. There's so many terms. That's true. Like, um, so the one that I've that I have that I have used before is zombieing. Yes, zombieing. Do you want to do the definition? So yeah, this is the definition. Literally says it's exactly as it sounds. It's when someone who ghosted you suddenly decides to come back into your life after a long time as if nothing ever happened. They have essentially risen from the dead. Like a random, hey, text, a DM, phone call, whatever. I have one edit here. Okay. I don't think that they necessarily need to pretend like nothing's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's just someone that ghosted you comes back. Yeah, they're back. 
they're back. They're back from the dead. Yeah, they don't get they don't get extra points. They're not a zombie because yeah. they clarified. Hey, right? Yeah, just I know I ghosted you, but here I am. Yeah, <laughs> not a zombie. Back again. Um, yeah, I feel like everybody has this. I've, honestly, oh, I feel like cool. most ghosters do this, and I've even had people do this of like they ghost, and then suddenly like whatever amount of time later, I get a message apologizing about the ghosting. Mm. But it's the worst of when they do that, and you're like, okay, but you still don't want to see me again. So why just right. stay? Yeah, why are Why are we here? Stay away. The you've heard my story of the ghost, right? The guy that I called the ghost from my past. Yeah. Like, the note. Mm-hmm. So for people who for people who haven't heard, basically this guy this is a long time ago, but this guy ghosted me. Long story short, this guy ghosted me. He had borrowed my roommate's book, never gave it back. Whatever. Months later. He left said book with my doorman with a note enclosed apologizing for ghosting me. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Kind of. It was like in huge letters, it said something on the lines of like, sorry, it took so long for me to get this book back to you. And then in really small letters as if like crushed at the bottom, as if he realized like he should probably mention something about being an asshole. It said like, P.S. Sorry about last summer. Jesus. Yeah. That's uh, just why? Just why? I know. What are we doing? My doorman totally read the note. Also. <laughs> I mean, I was just sitting there being like, what did it take him three months to read the book? I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Did he really like, want to read it? Bro, it's not that long. Yeah. Jesus. Um, okay. So in line with ghosting, the next one is haunting. I previously thought that haunting was the same as ghosting or as zombieing. I've been proven wrong. No. Okay. So haunting is just the act of keeping tabs on your ex via social media. So you might not ever interact in real life, but you view all their stories, like their posts, maybe even leave a comment, et cetera, et cetera. So it's someone, it's not necessarily someone that ghosted you. It's just someone that you had a thing with at some point and they're just, they're keeping tabs. They're always, always the first to view the story, as I say. Yeah. And then a very similar one to that one is orbiting, which for the definitions that we found seems like exactly the same thing, except it's not necessarily a person that you've dated before. No. Yeah. It's not at all. It's someone that like always talks to you and is like flirty in the DMS or even texting you, but it never moves to actually meeting up with you. This definition says an ex or former fling though in orbiting. It does? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I confused that with a different definition. My bad. Oh, what's the other one? Okay, so it can be an ex or former fling, but it also can be someone that just does this orbit move because it does say, yeah, they just never, it never gets outside of the realm of the social media of the virtual right. world. They're so staying like, like just far enough away. Yeah, they just not they just actually like close enough picture. to make something happen. Yeah, right. they yeah they like being on your mind. Yeah, they just they like being in your universe. That goes with that word. With the orbiting, <laughs> this good. like hasn't really happened to me. Yeah, almost at all. I mean, I've had this with. I mean, haunting and orbiting. I've had it was with the same person. It was with Eggs Benedict. If after we broke oh. up, it'd be the epitome of like, and part of it was my own fault of like 
I kept the door open of like still following each other on social media. And all it took was like those handful of times of them popping up and doing this orbiting and like coming in the DMs, just being a little chatty that it made me realize like, oh, I need this fully out of my life, fully blocked. Like, yeah, it's not giving me anything positive to like interact with this person every once in a while. Just I I think there's two reasons why this hasn't really happened to me. One is because I have tended to unfollow and remove as followers people that I break up with for that reason because Mm -hmm. I just want to move on and I don't really want to see it. Um, Two, because this might be hard to believe for the listeners, but prior to finding Mr. Hyde, I was not that into social media in terms of like I had a private profile. I still have a private profile. It's my personal one. There's not like – there weren't that – I don't have that many followers. It's like truly friends and friends of friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't tend to have guys follow me or like invite a social media follow in early dating at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't do that move. And I've always been a social media person because it's just like, I don't know you yet. Like, yeah, there's no permanence of you in my life. And it's like, Why would I want to like keep up with your life if this doesn't go anywhere? Totally agree. But because my account was private and is private, it's like like they don't have the opportunity to orbit me because they can't see my stuff unless we've like legit started dating and now have each other on socials. Yeah. No, it's the way to be. I'm all for it. Because so, you know what I mean, one of my beef is, one of my beefs with Instagram is, is um, and I think this also happens with Facebook. If you mute people, they still pop up when a post says, this person liked this photo. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I'm like, Instagram, fucking update it. I did not want to see the, anything about them. You're like, I muted them. I don't want to see their posts. I don't want to see their stories. Why do I want to see that they liked my hot friend's picture? I don't want to see that. Yeah, that's a that needs to get fixed. Like muting should mean you're never seeing their name. Anything, but that's that's like a glitch that happens. And that was also a thing that made me be like, oh, I need to block my ex. Because I was yeah. like, I can't. Seeing him like like other girls' thirst traps is driving me Ugh. nuts. I was like, I'll show you a thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also my last two significant exes didn't have social media. I mean... That's pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I I don't – I didn't like it at the time. Really? I find it attractive. I don't find it unattractive. It was annoying at the time. Yeah, I, I get that. Because, I wa- you know, I wanted to, like, be on his social media. He doesn't yeah. have it. I know. I know. I think now that would be ideal. Yeah. but uh, Funny, a lot of people I know that are big in the social media space – tend to end up with someone who's not into it at all. Yeah, that would be really ideal because whoever I date, if at, if at any point they become not anonymous, which mm. will be a decision that I will make with that person, they will get contacted. Yes. And that will not be fun. Yeah, or it's even like if you're getting comments on the post, they can go and see it. and Yeah, I, or like I people understand. like reaching out to them, people that – like hater like they have to deal with that when that's not what they signed up for like i signed up for it they did not yeah no i totally agree so anyway <laughs> maybe kirk doesn't have social media we'll see okay um okay so these next three i'm a fan of and i think are kind of fun 
Uh, <laughs> well, I think this one everyone has heard of, of benching. Yeah. So Wait, you're a fan of benching? Or I, you like it I'm, as a word? You think I'm it's a I'm a fan of the terminology, okay? Ah, okay. Okay, okay. I, I don't bench people. I'm not a, personally, I'm not like a roster person, if that makes Me sense. Right? That's another term. Or just, I feel like roster and benching are a little bit similar. So roster is basically like, this is, this is my roster. This is my team that I have sex with. That's my, that's my interpretation <laughs> of what a roster means. This is, this is my roster. You know, you sub people in, you sub people out. That's what a roster means. Uh, and hey, if you want to have a roster, do your do your fucking thing. Truly, no totally. judgment. I just do not have the time. Uh, <laughs> so benching is uh, when someone doesn't want to date you, but they enjoy having you around for when other people don't work out. So it's like they'll give you enough attention, enough communication to keep you around as an option so that they can use you when the time comes. So similar to sports, it's like you're a bench person. You haven't, you don't really play in the game. You're a bench player. However, there's always a chance. There's going to be a day I put you in the game. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I just like the terminology. I think it's accurate. I know. No, I think I, it is super accurate. And I, I just think it is funny how creative people are and also that they like stay within theme. Um, but I mean, obviously it feels shitty when that's happening to you. And I wish people wouldn't do that. Um, and I learned, cause when I first heard this definition, I thought, oh, that's the same thing as breadcrumbing. But then I thought about it some more and like read more into the definitions that we looked up. And it seems like breadcrumbing, that person has no intent of anything ever happening. Like it's purely like ego boost, boredom, just keeping mm -hmm. you on the hook. Whereas like benching, yep. you got a shot. Benching, they're like, I might have sex with you. <laughs> so that's like it's literally like you're 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 kind of on the roster you've never been put in the game you've never been yeah, it's put all in the bad, official rotation but you got it there's a chance benching there's a chance bread, bread coming is like yeah just pure 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 attention yeah um okay the next term pocketing which this is my favorite one not because i think it's a good thing to do but because i just think it just makes me giggle well, this was one, this is a new one I've learned since we did this episode of, um, so pocketing, it's also known as stashing. Some people call it stashing. Uh, it describes a situation where your partner fails to introduce you to friends and family and other important people in their life, even though you have been dating for a while. So basically- So it's like an elevated yeah. sneaky link. Yeah. It's like someone that is actually dating you and seeing you, however, you feel like they're- hiding you from the rest of their life right so it's like there's no venn diagram of your relationship with them and then their relationship with everybody else yeah you're like a fully separate entity yeah which i think i mainly like this word because i was like well that's happened to me and i didn't have a word for it so it kind of feels nice pocketed <laughs> i know i've been pocketed which funny i've actually called people instead of like a hookup i've called them a back pocket of like um i don't know for some reason i use the term back pocket to refer to someone like oh i was like hooking up with like oh they're around they're like right here they're they're in my back pocket but oh interesting uh i thought it was nicer than like a booty call i don't know it was like my own term i came up with they're just on your booty in your back pocket yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's where i like it is <laughs> i like it right here. i like it from the back so they're back pocket. <laughs> that's where that's what that's what <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know i guess it works i could work uh 
All right, next one is called cushioning. Uh, this is a dating technique where, along with your main piece, you also have several cushions, quote unquote. So it's other people you'll chat and flirt with to cushion the potential blow if your main breakup uh, doesn't work out so that you are essentially not left empty-handed or no eggs in the basket, as they say. And this isn't cheating, right? Like it's not no. like it's mm. not like you're in a relationship and you've got like peeps on the side. It's like you're dating multiple people in the early stages, but you like one of them the most. That's how I take it. It says main piece, so it's like maybe it could mean this yeah. or this is, you know, this is a discussion for hey, if you are dating someone and you find out they flirt with people in their DMs, is that cheating? Well, mm. it's up to the people. For me it would it would be on that cheating line of like, uh, it's yeah, not technically cheating, but I'm not cool with it. I do not like it. Yeah, but uh I see this as early stages. That's how I interpret it. And I think all of us kind of naturally do this if we're on dating apps. Yeah. I, well, or just in general. Like, I think if you're dating more than one person, mm-hmm. I think calling it cushioning makes it worse than what's than yeah. just the natural act of what's happening. Because I do think it is natural if you're dating more than one person. Maybe it's the person you've been dating longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a deeper connection with one of them for some reason. But you're still interested in the other person or the other people. Yeah, that's it's just naturally going to happen. Yeah, like you're naturally going to have somebody that's on your mind more, most likely, even if that's not your intent. Calling it's, it cushioning, I think, makes it a little shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's put it this way: if you're a monogamous person, oh, it's yes. natural to have a front runner. We'll say that. All right, I guess. So this this word wouldn't apply if you're ethically non-monogamous, or maybe it would. Maybe it would. But maybe it would. Maybe it would if you have what's it called. If you're polyamorous, if you have a primary partner, then this right. kind of applies to you in a way. In a but way. you're dating yeah. these people, not just flirting with them. So, yeah, yeah. Teach their own. Uh, I think we have time for one more. I really want to do the next one on the page. Okay. Groundhogging? Yeah. <laughs> so, I really think it's fun too, although the it's not fun in practice, but it is the act of going after or dating the same type of person over and over again, but expecting different results. And, like, it's kind of like, is it an Einstein quote that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results? I believe it's Einstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and interestingly, apparently, according to the internet, this term was coined by the dating app Inner Circle and they did like a whole survey of singles and found that three out of four people have a quote unquote type, but that dating that type has not made a major difference in their dating life. Meaning like, yeah, you're always dating the same kind of person, but where mm-hmm. are you? Yeah, and it's funny of like I've seen the opposite of someone has a type and they are like always in a relationship. Yes. And it's Yeah, like, you found a type that technically works if you get into it a works relationship. For you. But you are still groundhogging in a way. Oh, very true. If you're like a serial monogamist, like mm-hmm. constantly in a new relationship with like the the same but different person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like this also could work two ways of type physically, like you keep dating the same physical type or type like personality, the job they do. Like I got a couple friends that like they were on like in a fireman phase for a while, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that where you're just like, I've dated three firemen. I don't know what happens. Uh, one comic Funnily- I know. Oh, this is so specific. What? She has literally dated three different guys that work at like, I won't say the college, but the same college physics what? department or like they're getting their phd in physics yeah like she was like 
are they conducting an experiment of the probability of dating me? me? Like, <laughs> I keep dating this guy. I, it's, so I've been watching Chicago Fire. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm now also watching Chicago PD because I've caught up to where that series starts. But now, like, I, I see firefighters and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what that's about because I just watched <laughs> so much fucking Chicago Fire. But it truly, I'm like, like it, it is a different world. I know. Um, but, um, but I think this about personality, too, for sure. Like, when someone is talking about how they've been ghosted over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it's like, not saying that that's your fault. Like, those that is a very shitty thing to do and those people are shitty for doing it. Mm-hmm. But if there is a specific thing like ghosting or maybe getting stood up or insert other thing here that's happening to you over and over and over again, then like perhaps you're groundhogging. Yeah, perhaps there's a there's a pattern in what you're doing or the people that you're picking. The people that you're picking, right? Like yeah. there's something there where – if 100% like if you, I was talking to somebody recently where like every single person that she had dated in the last I want to say it was 8 months has ghosted her that's crazy and it's like 100% of people are not ghosters yeah. so if you have found 100% of the people that you're dating are those statistics are off there's something about the selection method that has gone awry. Right. I mean, this is why often like we all create our own rules for ourselves, like literally from the smallest thing of like a dating app to when you're actually dating someone being like, I did this with this person and I've done this and you know, it never works out. So now I'm making a rule for myself. So that's why when people are like, what are dating rules? I'm like, I mean, I'm like, you got to make those rules for yourself. You got to be like, what are my patterns or what are, what are things that have happened to me? that have upset me and is there a way I can like maybe protect myself a little bit from that or avoid it in the future? Yeah. I mean, I think going back to the situationship thing, I think one of the things that came up when I was dealing with the situation with the rower where he had said, you know, I'm, I'm not ready. And I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll give this some runway and like see how I'm feeling about it. That is not a pattern that I have come up against consistently where that I'm struggling with. Like continuing Mm -hmm. to get hurt by somebody that's not ready to date me is not a pattern in my life. And therefore, I felt like I was in an emotional place to take that chance. Yeah. I got you. Somebody else who maybe has that pattern and is like, you know what? I've been burned by this a lot. And I historically know that I'm like susceptible to dating people that are wishy-washy like this, mm-hmm. maybe they have a different role than I have in that situation. Uh, the We could go on and on about these definitions. Honestly, I think we have in our back pocket a a third installment because there's there are even more we like have to wrap, but there are even more like as I'm looking at the list that I want to talk about in the future. So next time we need a topic, I think we do a third installment of this. Oh yeah, we could talk about this for days um, and submit any topic suggestions on the website. Yes, findingmistrite.com slash podcast. It's a, we have a suggestions form there, so you can submit a topic suggestion, a question, a guest suggestion, or like any random feedback that you have. And we got a live show in New York this week. If you're listening to this in the week that it came out, our live pod that we talked about at the top of the show 
is on Thursday, December 15th. It's at Musica Club in New York. It's going to be so much fun. We're doing the pod with two guys up on stage, one or two. Eh, should probably nail that down. And hope to see you all there. Don't miss it. It's going to be a good time. I'm very excited. Me too. Bye. Bye. Bye.